Allosaurus. That's enough. It's time Allosaurus. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Potosaurus. I am your host, Timber Taft, this day, alongside our co-hosts, <laughs> Kel, Timber, Hi. and Ken. I like how you immediately just fuck up right out of the gate. No, 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 no. That's not a fuck up. That I'm just. I was. I was just thinking. Use you know, your words. It's day, but it's not day. Because it's daylight savings, you know, so it's technically very more late like, in the evening today. More like daylight uh, uh, right, savings because right. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm fine. How are things over in the in the daylight not saved world of Ken? I don't know. It's later. <laughs> we did the episode later, and compared to earlier, I'm just I'm so confused by daylight savings. <laughs> You and me so both. In, so instead of one well, hour you, earlier, it's one hour well, later you guys, for you? Y- you guys change with the time. Your 6 o'clock okay. is still 6 o'clock. My 6 o'clock is 5 o'clock. <laughs> okay, so to be fair, yeah, but, but, to be fair, I keep clocks on my computer for different time zones. So I don't have this uh, problem of not knowing things. I don't know if apples don't have that ability, but you can actually add that. That's not even really my my problem as much as I'm like I, I applaud Ken and uh, and Hawaii for for not stooping to our level by using this archaic garbage thing that throws off our sleep schedules. You you know it's not like it's not only the U.S. that does this, right? Oh, I know. Okay. I know it's it's also Europe, but they it's need to stop too. Asia Everybody needs to stop. It. Asia doesn't do it, and by extension, Pacific, uh, like. Like South Pacific and stuff like that. It's like yeah, it's um because it. also by the t- when no, you get closer to the equator, there's no reason to do daylight savings time. There's no reason to do daylight savings time here either. Really, a lot of the people that used used to benefit from it really don't anymore. It's just well, kind even of a, like the benefit, like a holdover. Most of it is like no one really had like what was even the reason for it. It wasn't for farmers. Yeah, I read recently what the actual thing was, and it was like some kind of marketing thing. Yeah, it was. But I think I feel a lot like of even, it was for like it was for capitalism. Yes, as all things, it makes money. That's the reason. I'm just now looking on a map to see how close Hawaii is to the equator, and that makes a lot more sense that you guys don't do it. But Alaska also doesn't do it. Well, Alaska is also so far north <laughs> that it don't matter. True. They're like they're like your daylight. They're like their daylight doesn't change. We don't have daylight, so we either have all fine. the daylight or no daylight. This doesn't affect us. Get out of here. <laughs> We're gonna make a shitty movie with uh, Al Pacino and Robin Williams. Leave us alone. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I was actually gonna ask you what was the movie. Um, I like Robin Williams stuff, so. It was back when I'm it was shocked. called Insomnia. It was um, Robin Williams and Al Pacino, yeah, okay, and Hilary Swank. And I'm trying to remember who was. Let's see. Um, the main character was, I think, Al Pacino, and then I think Robin Williams is the bad guy. And, like, I think they sent Al Pacino up there. To, like, investigate what was going on or something, but, like, he wasn't adjusting to the fact it was, like, 30 days of, 30 nights of day, like, 24 hours of day, so he wasn't sleeping, and I think he thought he was going crazy or something. 
So, oh man! All right, came out in two thousand two, well, and it was a remake of Norwegian film. So, like it, you know, whatever. Yeah, like the one that's coming out about sheep or or goat or whatever. What? The movie. There's a movie coming out. I saw the ads for it. I don't know the exact time it's going to come out because, like, everything that's supposed to come out this year, it's just been put on a, like, soon list. Mm-hmm. But uh, it it's a movie about this. It's directed by Christopher Nolan, of all people. Yeah. yeah. It was a Nolan film. Oh, hey, my, my um, quote-unquote sister is in this movie. Who? Hillary, Hillary Swank. Why is Hillary Swank your sister? She was taught by a Miyagi. Uh. Uh, but yeah, it looks like it's going to try to go for like being a uh, sort of B movie horror thing, where like this family has to raise their their goat child, and it's like a you know photorealistic goat, but it's it's a it's a it's a boy at the same time. It it seems intriguing as just like a really wild out there thing to to watch. Also, has there been? Forgive me if I'm wrong, but were there any movies where Robin Williams was cast as the villain? Uh, that were some, like good. I was photo? gonna say Insomnia is probably one of the rare ones that he plays I, a, a a bad guy. I don't think it like Insomnia is a bad movie. Like it was a Nolan film, it got high praise. Um, yeah, okay. One hour photo. I don't know if that was good or yeah. not. Yeah, I think no, he. That's I think he got one like one of his better films. Yeah, I think he actually got a, like a good like you know people were like surprised and praised his uh um his performance on it because like he usually plays the goofy guy but no he was like a much more he was like a calculated <laughs> yep it's funny because it's also a movie that like I know you can still go develop film now but if like someone growing up now would see that when they were an adult they're probably like what they're like oh yeah you could take pictures um with this shitty disposable camera and take it to the (laughs) walgreens and this guy would go and uh print them out for you and give them to you and they're like why why would you do that and they'd be like father cannot click the book right i do still actually um like i don't use disposable cameras obviously but i still like going through the process of making physical pictures especially lately i've been more and more like you know maybe maybe having everything just in a digital photo album isn't the greatest thing fucking it's just well it it lacks the permanence of like being a physical object that you own like if google explodes tomorrow you lose everything that they had Mm. same principle that people argue about with like steam games or gog just, or whatever like digi- i own all these video just games digital media in general yeah and you just hit the like well tomorrow valve explodes goodbye steam library maybe it should explode <laughs> have, have i ignited something in you can <laughs> a desire for wanton destruction uh no more than any japanese media he's ever witnessed yeah <laughs> So, God. have I told you guys about this website called Space Hey? <laughs> Space. Oh, is that that MySpace? Yeah, like, it's just the nah. MySpace clone. Yeah, it looks like old MySpace. Timber, here, you'll, I don't know if you've ever seen this. Let me show you it. Probably not. Well, here's what my page looks like. Um, where They'll put it in our general chat. And none of you at home will understand what I'm doing. Just go to my Space Hey. It's spacehey.com slash hunter. That's my account. <laughs> I found oh, the background God. for that. Oh, God. 
Oh, want to make it even better? Here's what the um, the dashboard looks like, which will definitely definitely ignite some memories. It will a core memory will activate as soon as you see this next photo. <laughs> uh, yes, I remember so, middle school. <laughs> so, well, for me, this was high school and, and college. Like, I'm pretty sure the last time I logged into MySpace was like 2011 or something like that, which surprised me. I'm like, oh, that was still around in 2011. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, I found this, and it's like it's just set up like old MySpace. It's just old MySpace, and yeah, on a whim, I on a yeah. <laughs> add me, add me on Space. Hey, please do. I would like to amass a large following on there. There's actually quite a number of people on the website. There's a lot of like users. Let me actually see how many active users they are. Users they have. That's pretty great, actually. Yeah. Let's see. I never Search. was. Browse. I was never active on MySpace. Um, I used I, I usually sat in like I think Angelfire and GeoCities were like mm-hmm. the two places that I frequented that were kind of MySpace similar, where you could like have your own profile page and like fully customize everything about it. But um, but yeah, I I, my, if I remember I actually saw how many people were on here, but I forgot. Space, hey. Let me check their Twitter account to find out about their their social website. Um, let's see. They have currently... Okay, in October they surpassed um, 150,000 users. So, it's not it's not like a ton, but that's quite a lot. But anyway, I found the website. I've been like using it like just lightly because there's not a whole lot to do because no one I know is on it yet. <laughs> um, but they you, they had a verification request like process, and I'm like, okay. But it was like for like musicians and stuff, and I messaged them like, hey, I grew up in the mid 2000s. I'm a Twitch partner. Check Mark flexing, and my entire channel is built around MySpace nostalgia. Can you please verify me? And I didn't hear anything for weeks. And I got an email over the weekend while we were like, I was like knee deep in dealing with the charity stream thing. It's like, oh, there you go. I verified your account. I'm like, fuck yes. I have a verified account on a MySpace like website. I am so happy because this ain't ever going to happen on Twitter. Because apparently I don't meet the metrics to be verified on Twitter for my job, which, okay, whatever. So that was a nice (laughs) win for me. I just couldn't like. I just couldn't post anything about it because it was like, like the middle of Team Retrosaurus's charity event thing, and that was like an all. It was all day. I was so tired at the end of that. I think my favorite part of the Space Hay like front profile page is that under Space Hay music, they're uh, they're all about Abba being back. Wait, where was that? <laughs> Wait, under like it's on the front pro- page of it, like Space Hay Music. I still have faith in you by ABBA. <laughs> wait, where? Wait, where are you seeing this? This is like, just on their main page. Uh, if you go to spacehay.com. Okay, I'm trying to like get out of the home page right now. There, I send you a friend request. This episode is sponsored by Space Hay. God, <laughs> wait, did you? Awesome. Yeah, add me on Space Hay. I got a new friend request. You can even instant message people. Kim. Oh, by the way, I met someone named Ben, so I keep calling them Bem. And they're just like, what? I'm like, Bem. You're my favorite Bem streamer. And they're like, what? Do you know other ones? I'm like, I don't know. Stop asking me questions, Bem. Yeah, weird name, Bem. 
Hey, now I have 25 friends on Space Hey. I would like to get that to 100 by the end of the year. Come on. So, uh, in, in actual uh, <laughs> game-related news, um, what have you guys been playing lately? Uh, so, I over the weekend, I had a big charity thing with our Twitch team that Timber's part of that I don't think he was aware happened. <laughs> But I was aware it happened, so I, I, yeah, I don't know if I should go into this whole live, but um, I, I missed the I like deadline to submit. Uh, you could have told me at any time, and I would have made room. But oh, Especially I was worried that I missed the deadline, so well, I just kind of well, kept I mean, quiet. You, you, you did, know. but we end up having someone back out, and we like because they got like really like, and, like they were really sick, so we could fit you in after all. Damn it. Uh but anyway, well, we had that, and that was from, like, started at 7 a.m. Central Time and went to, like, I went to bed at, like, before 1 a.m., before time change. And I was awake that whole time. I started this, the stream, and then, like, six hours later, I had to do another stream, and that was a long day. So I had played, we played Streets of Rage 2, and then we had to play Donkey Kong Country 3, dressed up in oh. costumes. <laughs> so, like, I spent... Uh, that was like my whole weekend of like my I was either playing games or watching people play games and like m- handling that. That's what most of my time went, has gone to like the past month and a half was just getting that already and then doing it. We ended up raising a lot of money, a lot more than I expected. Yeah, I, I saw the the final tally. I was I like, that's helped. crazy. I you did help. Your our goal was five hundred, and we got three thousand one hundred and thirty five dollars. Nice. So that was a lot. We also the thing is like if we take out a lot of the big donors, I think we would have been around fifteen hundred. But like one person came into B stream, dropped five hundred dollars, and she's like, "Did you do that because you knew I had a Queen of Cosplay incentive?" He's like, "You have a what incentive?" So he just like, came in and dropped that amount of money. So she like she like started stream. She's like, "Okay, we have to hit f- if we if you want this, it has to be five hundred dollars during my stream." And then someone immediately walks in like after she said it without hearing it and does it. She's like. Fuck! Like I did, <laughs> and that happened. A couple of people did like three hundred dollars. Someone out of nowhere did like a huge amount. I'm like, where the fuck did you come from? It was really cool though. It just God, that was exhausting. That oh, was I thought exhausting. it was for a good cause, but I guess it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, mean, it it was for a very good cause. It was for F Cancer, which is um a charity uh, that helps like low income cancer patients, like. Yeah. get connections, stuff like that, and even surprise meals, stuff like that during COVID. So, like, it's a very good cause, and the people were just like, holy shit. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like, oh my god, that was so taxing. Uh, I, I don't think... think... Like... Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's like, it, I'm just gonna keep saying the same thing over. Yeah, it was just... That's what I did with Streets of Rage 2 and Donkey Kong Country 3 for that. Played other games, though. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, I remember, I think five years ago, um, I had done a charity stream where it was marathoning the Zelda games, specifically Majora's Mask, and if it hit the next target, I would 100% it, then the next target was like going through Ocarina of Time and 100%ing it and doing that all in like one session. Uh, I was very dead by then. We did actually hit the target for 100%ing Majora's Mask, which doesn't sound like it should be that much, but I somehow managed to take like 40 hours doing that, so I think because by the time I was getting to like 20 hours of playtime, I was so dead tired... Mm-hmm. that I just wasn't playing the game 
intelligently kind of around. <laughs> like you your your brain just stops working and mm-hmm. you're like where's the where's the heart pieces uh <laughs> so uh, after i did that i was like great awesome we raised like 250 dollars don't know if i want to do that again anytime soon because i'd like died but glad that it was a thing and i feel like you're probably kind of going through that same phase of like that was amazing i'm so tired that was amazing uh (laughs) but was that when you did blindfolded majora's mask yes yep that's the only that's the single charity event that i did with my stream um which i really do need to do another one so um, we might do another one um or we want to do another one next year but like might mm -hmm. pick another uh charity for it i think b wants to do one for like uh, mental health next year i'm participating like in one that uh that i think jetpack raptor is setting up right now yeah um, i'm trying to figure that out in december him i think that yeah so that's gonna yeah that's we another, could cut that out if it's too much no, information, no that's but. just like that's another one i have to help him with as soon as i get time i'm just i'm like please don't ask me for anything this week <laughs> please don't ask me for <laughs> anything this week other than those, um, um, I've been playing the... I've been, got back into Animal Crossing with the new update. Um, nice, the new, There's yep. enough new stuff in there for me to like actually be changing around my town and flexing my town on people and remembering how much better my town is than most people I know. Definitely been flexing my town on people <laughs> because my town's nice and has dinosaurs everywhere or spooky shit. And I'm currently um, growing all the crops to give to my girlfriend because she doesn't have time because she's busy and she's like can you grow me wheat sugar cane and uh potatoes i'm like yeah i can do that so that's what i'm I'm doing is growing i'm just a farmer currently my my (laughs) manage my supervisor who just loves harvest moon is going freaking crazy about this update right now (laughs) i'm just waiting for someone to tell me why don't you just play stardew valley because i don't actually want to farm this is the most amount of farming i want to do like I yep. want to like do very basic farming. I don't want farming to be the main thing I'm doing. I want to go and I want to go. I want to the most I want to do is get get stuff, make food, and then go give it to my main char- to my character's boyfriend cuz he is dating one of the vill- the other the other villagers canonically. No one knows this and give him bread. That's the whole thing I'm doing right now is making bread and giving it to that other villager. And no <laughs> I have to explain this to people. Why don't you move in together, like CJ and no, Flick or because, whatever? The no, hell. because it has to be separate. Because I just like <laughs> it's the character I, I taught the, the phrase "sussy baka" to, and he's a grumpy villager, so it's really funny. <laughs> and I just taught oh uh, what a, I just taught um, the stupid duck in my town. I taught him "sussy baka amogus W and it's great because that's his greeting, and he ends it with poggers. And I have just ruined that guy so much, but he looks like a shithead, so he would say that. <laughs> but that that's oh, the, the update's been enough to bring me back, and I haven't touched the Happy Home Designer yet, uh, just because yeah, I'm, I, I haven't had time. I'm super excited for that expansion, just because it's um, I'm very goal-oriented with games, so being able to have a thing that's like, here's here's a thing that you should do, because this character wants you to do it and have it kind of be removed from the core of my island and be like its mm-hmm. own little thing that lets me like cycle through villagers, interact with them, but not have them be like this There's big like, deal on my main island. Yeah, it's like it's low, um, it's low stress and like you don't have to worry about fucking everything up. Right. If I want to be super that. weird with one of their houses, 
that's fine. They're like, Plus I need they to do something Kappa. happy. They did. They did bring back Kappa. Uh, I need to go in. Uh, it's weird if I... No, Kappen. Not Kappa. Kappa. Kappen. Kappen um, <laughs> K. Um, that, his island thing is cool, but like I keep getting the same island. I finally got one that didn't have just vines and moss on it today. Um, but I've gotten most of the stuff... I need to go and do the happy home designer thing because I need to get the bog witch stuff. Because yeah. there's stuff that you can make like bog witch core, and my girlfriend really wants it. She's just yeah, like, "How do I get been, this?" So I even I even put on I've Twitter, and people like, "How do you get it?" Stuff right now. Wheat, like you need yeah. wheat. Yeah. I'll send you wheat. Yeah. I have some starts I can send you. Yeah, because I I found sugarcane and tomatoes, and then I had the pumpkins as well. Mm-hmm. Do you do you need so, carrot? Yeah, I need carrot and uh, and wheat. That's and all do, I you need. Po- do you have potato? Are you getting said? carrot this week or? No, he's not getting carrot this week. Shut up, <laughs> Timber. I've th- I've beaten carrot like years. years <laughs> oh ago. my god! And when I told myself I was going to beat carrot, I beat it that single day. Wow, Timber's the like <laughs> king of like edging. That's very, why. very driven. I'm impressed by your drive, Ken, to get through it one day like that. I was 12 years old. I had all the time in the world. And then there's the difference. Outside of Animal Crossing, I did finally get a chance to play and complete Metroid Dread. I played the first part on stream, and then I like there was no way I was gonna be able to like wait the rest of the day to play that. <laughs> so I like I got to the final boss that night type of thing, and then like I think I beat it the next day because I need a break. Because that game's really fucking hard on normal mode. Uh, that game's got some absolutely garbage shit tier um, difficulty and um, spikes in it. Like I I like I the heard game, yeah, especially the final it. fight if I understood final fight like, like crazy. The problem is like the final boss. Like here's some kind of spoilers. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, I don't know if you guys care. I'm not going to get too much into it like specifics about it but like mechanically the you, you walk into the final boss you have to take an elevator up and then it goes into a cutscene then the boss every time you die you have to retake the elevator skip the cutscene go into the <laughs> boss so it's just on. infuriating <laughs> there's no there's no retry battle option there's not a single retry battle option i understand that it's metroid but they give you checkpoints in the game so if you're going to give us checkpoints just go the whole nine yards and give us retry battle option to save us some time especially the final boss where you literally just it's just dropping you below the the elevator so just let's skip the elevator but the final boss does cold seal the hedgehog shit and just like teleports behind you and chokes you in like so everything moves really fast everything moves very fast in this game it's a very like hectic high-speed metroid game for the most part when it comes to combat segments and, like, it took me forever. I had to look up guides to figure out how am I supposed to do this? How, like, what am I supposed to do? One of the things is you have to know how to counter in this game. They made that a thing in Samus Returns. They brought it back here. It works very well. I think it's nice because it breaks up, like, the monotony of how Metroid was. It really speeds things up, especially with just, like, the way Mercury Stream has gone, Steam has gone is they've made Metroid a much more aggressive, aggressive action-y game. And it's fine. I'm fine with this. This is not a problem for me. Um, but you need to know how to do the counter. What they don't really tell you, though, is during a lot of the counter segments, you go into what is essentially a mini cutscene QTE, where you have to use the only the counter button and time it properly to do stuff. 
So when you're fighting the Emmys, you have to counter it if they grab you. Right before, like, they'll put their arm back, and right before it flashes, you need to, like, swing your arm to either block it, or right before they st- um, they open their eye and stab you, you need to smack them like that. And that's the only way you can get out of them, or else it's an instant kill. And the final boss is something like that, too. But you don't, for the most part during the game, you don't realize during some of these cutscene things, is you can shoot missiles, or beams, and they don't tell you. So in the final boss, I sat there for about a half an hour, continuously getting him into this one stage, and I'm like, why is it not doing anything? Because someone's like, oh, this is only, you know, only do it twice, like, you know, once. And I'm like, I had done it like ten times, I'm like, how do I beat this guy? He's supposed to be shooting missiles at him. The game never really explains that you can shoot missiles during these cutscene segments. So it's like, nice. That would have been nice to know. That would have really <laughs> helped me out. But overall, for the game, I liked it. I thought the level design were interesting. The visuals were great. It has really good art direction. The things that were supposed to be, like... When you go into certain areas, like, they'll go into... Um, they kind of seamlessly go into a um, um, pre-rendered movie that sticks with the same art direction, just, like, a little bit higher quality. So when it zooms in and it goes into it, it doesn't seem like... It doesn't seem like, you know, going from, like, cloud on the overworld to cloud in the battle world. Like, that where, you know, where it's such a big art, like, um, art shift. So, like, it looks fine. It's just the battle, like, the difficulty just spikes so hard. Normal, like, normal boss fights or anything you engage in the normal mode um, can take out up to, from either one to two and a half energy tanks per hit on you. On normal mode. Which is absolutely insane. That is ridiculous. Like, I just played through Samus Returns on Fusion Mode, which is the hardest difficulty unlocked by an amiibo on, which is for Samus Returns on the 3D, 3DS. That game I found easier, even though that one was every time you got hit, you died for the most part. But the thing was, that was on very hard mode. I was getting my ass kicked on very hard mode in that game, not normal mode. Mercury Steam needs to learn how to balance shit, and they need to add an easy mode if they're going to do this. The fact there was no other difficulty to start with, and then you unlock hard mode, it, was, it wasn't like one of those, like, oh, if this is the only difficulty, I get it. It has, you know, like Dark Souls has one single difficulty, and it just ramps up. But you unlock a harder one, so why is there not an easier one? They were obvi- obviously built it in mind to have multiple difficulties, so why is there not an easier one, especially for a Nintendo game? How is there not an easier one? <laughs> it makes no sense to me. Well, that's that's just like the the culture we live in. I think the the two thousands. It was like ah, oh, everything's easy mode and baby game. Then Dark Souls mm-hmm. happened. And it was like everything's not allowed to be a baby game anymore, and we've just been like escalating from that ever since. Like I was reading, and someone's like, "Oh, thank God! It's nice to see Nintendo kind of going back to their old style of difficulty before they got really easy." I'm like, okay, first off, Super Metroid not this hard. Metroid Fusion, Metroid Fusion's hard. Metroid Fusion is a hard game, but you're also, like, narratively underpowered the entire time, and I feel like it's a bit more fair. There's, like, maybe two spikes in difficulty in that game that are bullshit. Um, Zero Mission is not really hard. Zero Mission's kind of a cakewalk the entire time. Like, you'll still die, but, like, it's not one of those, like, oh, man, this is so hard. I only know one person that actually had trouble with that game. I have a very basic core rule of difficulty for myself in terms of what i want a game to be when it comes to difficulty and that's just be hard enough that i do need to leverage all of the game systems to win Mm -hmm. 
you know, if you, for example, if it's like Final Fantasy X, um, you know, have at least a few encounters where I'm like, ooh, I might actually have to use my summons, or I might actually have to yeah. use my overdrives here because I haven't done that all game and I just hit a brick wall. Um, like, that's that's the good difficulty where it's like, I have this, you know, this weapon of mass destruction option here of, of something I can escalate to when things get obviously difficult and, and challenging but i don't want to end up in a situation where the only way to progress forward is well i ha- i'm using all the tools at my disposal i just have to use them more right that's more yeah. where we start getting into like the meat shield style of, of difficulty where it's just like well it's not that the boss is harder it's that i have to shoot him with twice as many bullets and unless it's a survival horror game where mm. managing your ammunition is like a big part of the game um, I don't find that to be a very like rewarding way of scaling difficulty. Yeah. Um, I just got to this one part. So I've been playing through on Metroid on hard mode now, and I've actually found it to be a much better experience because I know it's supposed to be mean now. Like I understand <laughs> hard mode supposed to be mean. Like I still will die a lot and they added checkpoints to this game, which are mostly fairly, um, kind. Like it's whatever your most recent save point was. Or like um, the, when you fight the Emmys, the robots in it, their door, their gates to go in and out of their section are checkpoints. So if you die during that section, you're sent back to the door, which can get really annoying sometimes. But at least it doesn't send you back like you know, five hundred years in the past when you die. Um, but there's like there's one part I got to on it now, which was annoying. There's these like um, this one enemy you fight in. When I get to it, like it's an encounter that I have to beat it to open the doors and get out. I have to. The problem is, to get to that section, you have to block yourself off from going back to the save point. So if you get stuck there, and there's other things you can do before you fight that thing, so like you can make a decent amount of progress, but as soon as you pull that block, you have to beat him to get out. So like I was stuck there the other day. I ended up just like closing out the game and said, fuck it, I'll like redo this later, because I was locked into an encounter that I couldn't complete for one reason or another. Like I don't know if I was just too tired, you know, I wasn't in the mood for it or whatever. Um, I just wasn't clicking at the time. I had to like lose a bunch of progress because they blocked off my way to a save point and forced me into a hard encounter, which is also really, really bad design. And they do that a couple I mean, times in the game, and you can't. Couldn't go you backwards. just left the game running? In the no, because I wanted. To, I was wanting to switch over to Animal Crossing. If I did uh, not want okay. to, like, so like, if you want, you're not going to play another game. Fine, put in suspend mode. But I was going to play Animal Crossing because the update just came out. So like, that. Is really like, I need bad. to decompress from that shit. Yeah, because, like, well, I had turned on my Switch to play Animal Crossing and voice chat, and then I ended up playing Metroid instead for, like, an hour and a half. I'm like, oh, shit, I want to go back to that now. Where's the save point? I can't get through this. And I just, like, said, fuck it, popped out the cartridge and moved on. It's like, it does stuff like that. I like the game a lot. Like, I do like it. I think it's a good game. I think they really, really fucked up with their balancing of difficulty. Even at the end of the day, I don't care if they want to make a harder game or not. If you're going to make multiple difficulties in a game, you obviously understand that you want to give people more or less challenge, so they could have 100% added in an easier mode for the game. Other Metroid games have had easier modes. Other ones have had harder modes. It is incredibly possible to have either both, whatever. Neither needed to not have a hard mode or add in an easy mode, and they have like decided to kind of just skirt around that. This is, at the end of the day, a Nintendo game trying to bring new people to the franchise who are going to think the entire series is like this because of this game. So, 
I'm happy the game's done well. I really am happy it's back and it exceeded some of my expectations and like did not meet other ones. But they really, really fucked up um, the perception of the series now because anyone who gets into it is going to think the series is just either overly hard and difficult or overly relying on QTEs to make pro- like for how it is. And this is like honestly the only one like that. You have you mostly need to learn how to counter in Samus Returns, but you can get through a lot of it without needing to. There's very few things where you have to counter in it. Uh, but this game, like, since it's a such a different style, they really needed to make it more welcoming for new people. I know so many people who have bought the game and dropped it because of how hard it is. And I don't think that's the way to go on it. Especially after people were waiting 18 years, 19 years for a continuation of a story. Like, it's... I don't know what Mercury yeah. was doing there. Like, I, I, I think they're very capable of making good games... I just think they really fucked up in this area so bad. Because I've been defending them. I've been defending them since they took over from uh, the 3DS. So it's just... Mm. It's not too late for them to, to make an easy mode patch, though. Maybe it'll they come. They could definitely patch in an easy mode. They 100% could add that in. Will they do it? I don't think so. But they could. I will say the entire time I never used any amiibos. You can use all the amiibos to um, refill your health and... Where you go, um, man? There's your easy mode. No, that's the Just thing, but you only can use it once, once a day. Per, like, each oh. amiibo does a certain thing, but you can do once a day of health or, um, am- or um, ammo, and that's it. So, like, you can use them, but, like, I don't think it would really make the experience that much better. I will say, narratively, though, they actually did some cool stuff with it. They answered some questions... And, like, they kind of ended it where they could honestly soft-reboot the series or reboot it from here, and it will be fine. Um, because I know they still want to make more Metroid games, obviously. This was kind of its, like, coming back. There's no reason they would stop making them now. Um, they did do things I do feel pretty satisfied with what happened in the story. And, like, they even, like, had um, Samus talk in bird language for a minute, and I thought that was cool. Um, like, they, they do, like, actually explain Chozo stuff more. Apparently, a lot of the stuff was in, introduced in Samus Returns and like optional video or optional files, which my game's in Japanese, so I couldn't read them. But they like they did a. I I am happy with all that stuff, and that's my rant on Samus Returns. <laughs> all right, Samus on Metroid Dread. Yeah, I'm missing. I, and about I'm pretty forever, sure, so. and I'm pretty sure that anybody who didn't have access to that easy mode and found normal mode you know super hard are also going to eventually see the speed run with just like what happened with bloodstained where i was like oh i finally finished that game and that secret boss it was so hard wait there's another difficulty level oh there's two more difficulty levels and people have sped run the hardest difficulty level mm-hmm. with nothing but the knife okay i quit <laughs> like like the, the ceiling de- is high like yeah de- like definitely people are like speed running it like uh, like can find a lot of um um what are, what are those called? When you when you prog- progress differently than you're supposed to, sequence breaks. They found a lot of them. The game, like the devs, actually plan sequence breaks in there. If you go and get the the morph ball bombs early, and then go fight a certain boss, you can beat them differently, and it gives you a far different cutscene, or gives you a different cutscene huh. and stuff for killing them. Like you can either sit there and do it normally, or go out of your way get the morph ball bombs. Like you have to like you have to like slide off a thing, bounce up, and go all the way to do it. And the boss you have doesn't really impede your progress from doing a lot of that stuff, but it's cool that they built that in, considering um, yeah, Samus Returns kind of didn't really philosophy. have a, yeah, Samus Returns didn't have any sequence breaks really, 
and other M didn't have any because it was all story based. So it's been a lot, and like even Fusion did not have many because it was very linear. So it's nice to kind of see that like a return to form in a way on that, and that they planned for that to be in there. So right. I like it. Yeah. Get me off this topic. Get me off this. Ken, topic. what video game do? <coughs> huh? What? What video game do? What video what game do? What did you do? play, Ken? <laughs> uh, I've been also been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, and... Noise. Yeah. Skiing with your Nook family. I guess. <laughs> I don't Plotting know. the oh. demise of Kyo's Island. No, 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 I wouldn't do that. By the way, finally, since you're on, and I've been waiting, like, over a month to talk to you about this. Oh? But I finally played Hitman. All of it? I played all the way to two. So I'm I'm waiting till three gets a little bit cheaper, and then I'll probably buy it. That's fair enough, yeah. Uh, what did you think? Uh, what 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 was good? What was bad? I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, I've been waiting a... to talk about this game because I knew you played. It. <laughs> yeah, I did play it, and I actually you're further than I am because I never did actually see it through. I think there's like two more chapters that I have to do on mine, but mm. I did play through. Um, I played an awful lot of the mansion level, and I also played a shit ton oh, of. Um, Sapienza, which are yeah, both Sapienza and Paris. Yep, Sapienza is great. Oh yeah, I love Sapienza. I like so the other the additional missions that you get with Sapienza is really good. Like the movie star one is also really good, and the the politician one is really really good. So yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um, I think to get me to revisit, I need to like chill out on trying to do uh, like whatever the the high double agent difficulty is because they're they're fucking stupidly um yeah they're they're just i would you can drop a hairpin and they'll hear everything i would say um play two like just skip the first one go to two uh no i would say play two and then upload the the data from one to two because the systems in two is so much better than the systems in one. Because I, I actually did do to, that. Tried to replay one while, well, while I saw I I played two first, and then I found out that I had one as well because PlayStation Plus they've been just giving it out for free, and so when I finally got one. I tried to replay at least the first five levels all the way up to Japan, which is the finale. And it plays so differently in course of interface and sneak arounds and stuff like that. Yeah. Because with two, especially with the training one, um, they introduce bushes and hiding in a much more diverse hiding mechanic compared to number one was. So I was doing all the tactics in the training one like how I would do with two. And that wasn't working. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just bring everything over from two on. And then even the integrations of how you use the weapons is much more... The 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 menu interface for the weaponry is a little bit much more advanced yeah. compared to... 
to one. I had upgraded to getting two and three all like bolted in the same game. And while I didn't play a lot of it like that, I did notice a big difference in the mansion level where it was like before I had gotten like the VIP pass from outside because I, I knocked some goon out. I had the VIP pass that lets me walk past the guards on the first flight of sta- like the first flight of stairs. But yeah. um, in the original game, I would use that pass and it would get consumed if I used it to like pass the doors to get into the mansion, and then I would have to like either have sneak or find another pass to get up the stairs. The second pass doesn't exist on the higher difficulties. However, in Hitman 2 and 3, for whatever arbitrary reason, the first pass doesn't get depleted from simply using it on the front door. So it was like infinitely easier to do that level even on the hardest difficulty just because of that fairly benign and kind of confusing change of just like, oh, I guess I don't need another pass. Have you done the challenge modes for Paris? Uh, I've done a few. Isn't that... Um, isn't Sapienza Italy? I was pretty sure. No, no, for, for Paris. Paris. I don't know if I've actually done Paris yet. Paris is the first mission. Sapienza is the second Oh, oh yeah, yeah, at the mansion. Sorry. Okay. Uh, yes, I have done some of the challenges. And some so, of them are absolutely balls crazy. <laughs> so... The one, one, so I've been going through all the the submissions, so the the challenges, and I love mm-hmm. the Paris one. The Paris one is probably one of my favorite ones, especially the battle axe one. I love the <laughs> battle axe one. They get so silly. Uh, I don't think I've done battle axe. Um, I have done the clown. If if you've done the battle axe one, then you know how to get around not using the pass because there's easier ways to get around the mansion without right well from and from my file on the first game Mm. that's how i had to do it on the on my first file was like climbing around and doing all kinds of weird sneakies you know going up attic or using uh using the kitchen like sushi area to climb up which was probably my favorite way because that was the cleanest way of getting up but I could never find a good, clean way of disposing of the uh, of the girl up top without using the fireworks, though. Like, I, I know that it's possible to use poison, but I could yeah. never find an opportunity where I could actually successfully poison her. I don't know you why. Have to, you have to be one of her guards and take care of the guard in her room. So activate the alarm in the the bathroom next to it. Only the guard will hear it. Then you dispose of that guard, and then you poison the drink. Okay. Because somehow every time I tried, and again, this is all from the first game, so maybe like this wouldn't happen on a three or two save file. Mm-hmm. I remember um, like getting to the point of like, you know, I, I had knocked out the guard, I was dressed as the guard, she was poisoned, she went into the bathroom and started puking her guts out, so I was going to go to drown her, and as I'm drowning her, I get spotted through the window, across from the opposite side of the stage, <laughs> a guard's like, hey, there's that guy over there drowning her, we should, we should do something about that. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? How do you see me all the way over there? I don't think they have uh, that much of a range in two, because... So I I was able to do the check mark of every single kill of all their challenges. So I was able to do that. Like even the 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 strict poison one was easy. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to go back to it. That game's been on like a bit of a perpetual hiatus just because I've been swamped this the past couple months. But I do want to go back. 
Um, so, not only have I been playing Hitman, so I've been playing another one of a a former, well, I guess now current Square Enix owned property, and that is Guardian of the Galaxy. And actually, it's actually I heard really it's good. good. It's yeah, I heard it's good. It's licensed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it was actually decent, which surprised me because I'm like, I need it to be bad so I can just blanket hate it because of how much I was pissed off during E3. <laughs> but it's actually really good. I was very surprised, and they do have both a a streamer mode and a non-streamer mode. I heard the streamer and mode really sucks to play because it just sucks all the soul out of the game. <laughs> it does. It does. So, I when I was playing it without the streamer mode, they play like all the licensed music, so they play like like good old seventies and eighties rock all throughout the That's Milano. Appropriate. All throughout the Milano, but in the streamer's version, it's just dead silent, and you have to deal with <laughs> with the the crew just talking, <laughs> and that's your banter. <laughs> oh man, I don't know if I'd call that fixed necessarily. Like, give me some royalty free shit at least. Yeah, but like give me that, they do. Give me that they s- do. They do. Do you get that but single it's... butt rock song from the trailer? Yeah, it's it's the same. So that that song and they have a couple other songs as well but it's 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 from the band Star Lord and that's how he got his name so that's his favorite <laughs> band and stuff like that and yeah that's where you get the royalty free music there's a couple tracks like that where Star for me the band. it makes it feel like that game hinges too much on licensed music to make up its atmosphere though yeah. Which is a big thing I just absolutely hate. It's like, if you take out all the licensed music from a game, is it still itself? Does its identity remain? And if but it's like, no... Like, even, <sighs> even when people are streaming it, they seem to be having such a fairly good time. It is a somewhat of a mixture for the battle mechanics and the, the, the mode as in general. It's a mixture of Mass Effect and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. So... To the point that you can freely go around. Like there are shooting mechanics. There's a there's a kick button that you can use for physical damage as well. Like kind of like how Seven Remake is, and you can order people around as well. But it's shooting wise, it feels kind of like how Mass Effect Three was for that September. Yeah. Going back quickly to the one thing that. Uh... The Kyo said, like, I, I could definitely agree with abusive licensed music being annoying, but, like, is, I mean, if you compare that to just having a bad soundtrack, which a lot of modern games definitely Like a bad original invest- soundtrack or, like, a bad Yeah, like, a, an, like an original soundtrack. Like, half yeah, the time... Yeah, I mean, a lot of them have, like, generic They're super ones. forgettable. Like, I'm gonna be honest, like, when people play things like Dark Souls and stuff and tell me how great the music is, I'm like, I couldn't tell you a single moment in that game who's which music i like could like it pick just out from sounds anything like else it's just the bosses to me, to me it's yeah. just the boss music does <laughs> even, stand out certain like, ones it, but like the thing is like if someone's like this is from dark souls i'm like okay i can understand that but if they're like but this was you know uh the solo cinder's asshole i'm like i have no idea because none of this was memorable it's just like this sounds like dark souls like it's just and all the dark souls soundtracks sound roughly the same which i think they all use the same composer so duh but, like, yeah. I don't feel like a lot of them have things where they're memorable. Like, like nothing I has, think... like, a, like it needs to have, like, a Snake Eater song. Where it's an original song made for the game, 
that like is memorable because it's fucking snake eater like you you hear it and you're like yeah. i'm climbing a ladder but in dark souls you hear it you're like um literally anything could be happening right now either i could have activated a tree that is rotting or a giant dog is attacking me with a stick like i don't i don't and know. for the record i mean i i can't I can't speak to people who are like, oh yeah, Dark Souls soundtrack's amazing, because 90% of that game has no soundtrack. Yeah. It is a I mean, dead silent like, game. It's like until you it have usually like, is like, getting on it. I'm like, why would you want the soundtrack for this game? Like, what can... It's one of those games where, like, the music I can't listen to on its own. Like, if I can listen to a game soundtrack on its own without having to listen to the game, like, I can listen to music from, like, Final Fantasy and stuff on its own. It holds up, for the most part. There's sometimes, like, I couldn't sit here and listen to the town theme. Town theme can absolutely go fuck off. But, like, I can listen <laughs> to battle music on its own type of thing. Or, like, you know, um, Dance of the Bollum Fish. I can listen to that without seeing the game. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's tons of those. I mean, I love um, video game music, and I feel like, especially during the era of the 2000s, a lot of the stuff that was coming out was very off-the-wall and kind of mm. diverse and different. It was up um, until so, about, like, you know, 2010, and then that's when it kind of, like, started to stagnate. And, like, you've really Yeah, like, you still get for, like, great music in indie games, but once mm-hmm. you start looking at the AAAs... Well, even in indie games, it's like, do you like, do you like this beep boops, or do you like... What, what... Okay, I really hate the Braid soundtrack. I feel like it's so generic, and my girlfriend really likes it. I hate that soundtrack so much. It's... And I only know about it <laughs> I can agree, I agree. Car. I actually agree, because I never me, understand why people like memorable. that one. It's not like it, nothing it sounds about Bright's like, memorable other than it's so pretentious. It sounds like the NPR like some music that would play in the background of like an NPR podcast. It's it, fine. It sounds like it's indie games the soundtrack. It's like it's it's just indie games the soundtrack. It's such a generic yeah. indie game soundtrack feel. But then that other things use a lot of like uh chiptune or eight bit music where like I couldn't tell you it came from one game or another. But I have that problem with a lot of stuff, like I think things like um, Sayonara, Wild, Sayonara Wild Hearts would have music that oh, sticks so out good. that you'd... Because that game is music-based. Or like even Bit Trip, because it's music-based. But if it's a lot of other things, I think it just kind of... It's, it, it just exists out there. Bit Trip's music doesn't even really resonate that much for me, because it's still beep boops as far as I'm concerned. It is beep boops, and like for that one, really, like the only things that do are like the final version of each song, because like each level is building upon a song. Right. There's really, there's really, like, three songs in the game. There's three main songs in the game. And when you get to that final level, that's where it all finally comes together. So up until that point, you're just hearing, like, you know, a, a tenth of the song, two-tenths of the song, three-tenths of the song, then eventually it's all together. So, like, yeah, even then, it's just beep boops. And, like, is it from Bit Trip Runner? Is it from Bit Trip Void? Who know? I don't really know because I know the songs from Runner. But then yeah, once while you get something it, like Animal Crossing where you can put that music on all day. Because it changes right. every hour so you don't get tired of it. There was a brief period <laughs> there was there was a brief period where I was trying to pick the next game I would play. I'd be like, okay, here's this batch of like 10 games that just came out. Let's listen to their soundtracks on YouTube and see which one actually has some good stuff. And interestingly, anytime I'd play this game, I'd come out being kind of impressed with how good the soundtracks are, but then, you know, what, what I'd go game? back to the list and be like, well, yeah, these none, all of these are, like, super indie, barely known things. Um, like, I remember uh, doing this with that 
oh no what is the name of that game with the aliens i talked about it excessively like a couple years ago outer wilds um no it was like xcom but like off-brand xcom (laughs) mario Uh, rabbits no no no, it wasn't nintendo it was what was that z xenonauts 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 okay yeah and i remember the music in it being um surprisingly good for what it was you know it was this sort of um you'd you'd expect it to be like military drone ambient noise for the most part but then every so now it would surprise you with like kind of orchestral stings and and like just unusual use of instrumentation for its genre of game um and that kind of stuff always sticks with me uh there was also uh i think that one with the the weird like basically girl entering a vr headspace indie game that was like very very chrono inspired dot hack uh not dot hack uh actually it was sword art online well, it did have a lot of a sort of online it was feel, but Chrono no. inspired. I believe so. Like Chrono hell? Trigger. Yeah, oh, uh, no. What do you mean by Chrono that... inspired? It's like, hold on, because I have the soundtrack saved. Because you're you're in a you're in like a, a group chat with people who would hear Chrono inspired, they're gonna be like Trigger or Cross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, I'm not sure. Um, let me see here game here let me google it out loud like a dad game with girl in vr headset Chrome. cross code that's the one cross code no, sh- shut up google no i'm not i can search the web for that no <laughs> shut up <laughs> i can't i forgot i can't just talk out loud like this anymore i got a i got a pixel and it you listens gotta to me all the time which is only good when i put on my headphones and decide that i want to listen to music while i'm like in the bathroom and i'm like you know my hands are busy with stuff, so I'm like, hey, play um, my emo playlist on Spotify. Don't actually do that. Don't actually do that. So I can hands-free turn that on. Oh, man. Um, but no, yeah, I... the game was was cross-code, and it's very okay. Chrono Cross. <laughs> I mean, it's in the name. You're like, you're really bad at this, Timber. You're really bad at explaining stuff. It's that I forget, I just forget things, especially like the names of things. So I have to like go in my brain and be like, oh, I know this thing. I know everything about it except the name. So let's, let's play 20 questions to figure it out. Is that how, is that why you end up naming after your favorite Undertale Undertale character? You know, a man of mystery like yourself? (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll never forget that name now, right? I think we I don't, all. I don't. I never got that far Timber, to find out I don't who even it was. Know, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I never got that uh, far because you kept just repeating. You that showed part me over a picture again. of it, and I'm just like, I have no idea who that is. I'm. I don't play Undertale. For all I know, it could have been Candlejack. I don't know. <laughs> well, all no I know, one. It could have been, been the mask from Super Mario World Two that chases you when you get the key. If it makes you feel better, Ken, Gaster is one of those things that's not, like, even really in Undertale. It was some, like, deep internet detective bullshit that people did to, like, look in the game files and creepypasta the shit out of it. So, uh, not playing Undertale or playing Undertale doesn't make a difference in people's knowledge of, of Gaster, really. Um, 
anyway. So, Guardians of the Galaxy is a pretty good game. Mm. Yeah, we got on this whole round from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> well, that will tell you how interested I am in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> you just wanted it to fail so we could shit on it more. Well, yeah, because it's a Marvel product. I'm just like, I just want Marvel to shut up. Like, it's... Like, right now... Well, it's, 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 it's funny. Marvel, it's fu- Marvel is just Jersey Shore to me right now. It's just Jersey yeah. Shore of like, it's just, 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 there. Like, just shut up. Go away. I'm tired of you. I'm so tired of hearing about you. And all you're doing is ruining every bit of media you're touching. Except Spider-Man and and this one. (laughs) I mean, arguably, Spider-Man's only okay. Hmm. I mean, the games are just, uh... It's open world with, um, QTEs that are hiding cutscenes. So, like... (laughs) It's only at certain parts, though. I know, but that's that's too often. It's all the big action moments or QTEs that are hiding cutscenes, because you can turn them off and it just auto-plays the cutscene. Yeah. And that's fine. Which means it's not a game! But at certain parts, you can play that. It doesn't need to be the certain big action set pieces. But But they're all like that all the time. Like, this is just Sony games in general, where they just, like, all their action set pieces are just big cutscenes. Hmm. Yeah, because like but a if it's only but if it's only ten percent of what the game is, I'd say it's more than that. But I'd say like it's it's the equivalent like if in between all the other stuff is just you zipping around going to find like collectibles or like oh look there's a random mob that showed up like that's like not really the meat of the game. The meat of the game is in the bigger bigger parts of it. If the meat of the game is in fetch quests and going to find collectibles, it's not really a well made game now, is it? But what is it... Okay, so let's change that wheel to Yakuza Like a Dragon. How -hmm. is that different, then? Yakuza Like a Dragon? Um, Because the combat takes up most of that, where it's, you know, RPG mechanics. Okay. I would disagree with that, considering how many chapters of a book I read when I said, let's let's do an... I actually did a stream where that was the whole thing, was, okay, I'm going to read a chapter of this book every single time that... I get interrupted by a cutscene in Yakuza Like a Dragon. And by the end, I think I read about half the book. You played the game very oddly, though. I played it oddly? What, was it too much side questing? Is that not normal? No, no. You, I don't know how you missed Aerie for so long. Yeah, that, that that's also kind of... <laughs> like, Yakuza, <laughs> like, sus. the thing is, like, there's not really fetch... Like, you can go find collectibles in Yakuza, but, like, I don't find the... Like I don't, I don't find the sub stories to be the same as going to beat up a random mob of people because the bulk of the story in world building is in the um, characters. Whereas, like you going and beating up another faceless, you know, group of criminals is not world building. It's just like, oh, they there be but crime because at New York. The the crime part isn't that just going up and beating up random mobs though. I rec- I compare it to that where mm. you just find a random me- enemy. Mm. Going to the bigger set pieces like the the dungeons because there are dungeons in Spider Man. It's just in you gotta go, you gotta find it and you gotta mm. do certain quests. Like and I, just, I guess okay, just from what I've got, seen, like I still want to play Spider Man. It's just every time I've seen people play stuff, I'm like this. This looks inane. Mm. Maybe it's like the and people I, under, I watch. And, I, under, and I understand that. Yes. I want to say about 25% of that game is you just going to places. However, when you get to the bigger open world parts of it, mm. it really and you do 
all of it. It kind of like how you do all of it for Yakuza Like a Dragon. It really fleshes out what that is because you get better suits, which opens up techniques and stuff like that. And it opens up for side characters and things like that, too. Right. I'm, I'm willing to be wrong DLC. on this situation and try out that game. It's just it follows the same way that a lot of Sony games yeah. have, and which I, are and just I completely, like, so. I completely understand that. Mm. And I'm, there's no way I completely understand the criticism for that game. Hell, I turn off the QTEs because I just don't want to deal with that. Mm. And I understand that. However, it's probably only, like, maybe at most 20 to 30%. Mm. of what that is everything else is probably like another half of that is just you just zooming by and trying to pick up other things but the other game part of it i i think it's it's a really solid game to me i think and and i think that this is kind of the same thing that you're you're saying ken is like it, it it all counts on how much is the game asking for me from me when I'm playing it, like, of course, it has its cutscenes. I'm going to use Xenosaga as an example here because that game is fantastic as an example for this sort of thing where, okay, it's got like 30 hours of cutscenes. You're going to be watching a movie most of the time that you're playing it. But when it lets go with the cutscenes and you start actually getting into combat and getting into boss encounters and managing your party and you start having to manage the, the boost system, eggs and how you level up and manage your character's abilities, there's enough nuance to that system, and there's enough demand on you to pay attention and actually plan, or you are going to get your ass kicked, that it's not... It it balances out the cutscenes, right? There's enough challenge and demand there that it doesn't feel like an addition of... It doesn't feel like just attacked on. Well, now here's the game part, so that you we can stitch these cutscenes together. Like there's actually some meat to it, which makes, which is like the defining factor in making a cutscene heavy game work. Um, now, that criticism of the the cutscene part can go double for Miles Morris, though. I can understand like Miles Morris, to the most part, half of that game game is cutscenes. I would. So- Come Honestly, to think of it, and the other I half is just seen, Batman, right? I think I've seen that one because they look very similar. Because they're just yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen mostly that game. I don't think I've seen much of the original game because I think only like to my recollection. Because I sped through both games before I played, it, and I hundred percent both games. And I would say Miles Morris is a little bit much more of a quicker bite. Once you cut all the cutscenes out, and I can understand the criticism, especially the last, last boss, so to speak. There's one big open sneaking section. That that's the only thing that's probably different is they really hinge on stealth because of Miles Morris's uh, powers of being more stealthy. But besides that, it's obviously it's a shorter game, but averaging it out. I think there's probably maybe about 30 to 45 minutes of cutscenes, maybe an hour if I'm just elongating everything. But the game probably is about, I want to say, six hours, six six to eight hours, give or take. So I can see the, the criticisms of it's just a movie with Miles Morris, especially with Miles Morris. But I don't know about the original Spider-Man. 
I mean, honestly, there was a period of time, uh, again, kind of in the 2000s, where companies were wearing their, their cutscene lengths as a badge of pride, right? I remember that was one of the selling points on the back of Final Fantasy X. It's like, there's like 40 oh, hours oh, of cutscenes oh, in this thing. Let me, go, let me go grab the game. Because <laughs> they loved touting this shit. They're like, dude, it's basically a movie. Stop thinking about it as a video game. We're we're more mature than that. Going back to a These game we games. mentioned earlier in the in the 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 um the the podcast, uh, the tale of Samus can now be Samus can now be told. I can't even talk. This tale of Samus can now be told. Uh, where is it? Uh, most action packed. Metroid game ever. Witness the cinematic story of Samus Aran's past. Uh, where is it? One of these things were like includes over one hour of fully voiced cutscenes. I don't know if it was in this box or if it was just like the tagline for it, but for other M, they're like includes over one hour of fully voiced cutscenes. Like you just mentioned a lot of stuff in that sentence that none of us want for a Metroid game. <laughs> This book, this like n- like book is long. Like, oh, you know, it's because it's in three languages. But I was like looking at the the guidebook. It's in full color in three languages. Jesus Christ! That's why Nintendo doesn't make guidebooks anymore or uh, manuals anymore. Yeah, I don't know what it was about this time period, but they were like fully voiced. It's like, but they but K- Kudelka did that. Kudelka did that on PS One, and they're like, now you can hear Titus laugh and get James Arnold Taylor <laughs> career. Oh yeah. Yeah, there. I'm pretty sure it was just because this was coming out of the era where people had gr- were playing games as kids, and they were starting to get into like a kind of teenager, even late teens, and starting to go, okay, um, I want to play video games, but video games are for kids. So some of the ways that they would kind of get around this was arguing like, well. It's not a video game. It's basically a movie. Parent approved is basically a movie. So you can play this. You're mostly just watching a movie. Mm. Um, And then, you know, occasionally you'll play a video game. So it's like within the acceptable realms of public perception. I mean, games just weren't, you know, these days it's like if you play a video game, it's like, okay, whatever. The whole world plays video games. What, what else, what else are you into? Um, God, I can't find... I was really hoping I could find the box art that I saw that uh, that went balls deep on the on the amount of hours in their cutscenes. But I'm not seeing it because all I can find is the PAL cover. Oh, well. So, I guess that means well, regardless, I should talk about... <laughs> regardless, I was playing Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's how it spurred this whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that will tell us a lot about... Guardians of the Galaxy. Thank you for sharing your your uh, your early thoughts on the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try finish it before next game. Yeah, I'll try and finish Delta Rune so I can actually talk about it because I just I've got a lot to talk about there. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. That's, that's also been... why I'm like worried about talking to you about it. <laughs> it'll, it'll be a podcast well, really where depends. I'll just shut I off mean, and mute and then kind of well, as long as you as long as you don't end it by going you know what actually I hate Deltarune I, I realize I mean, that I don't I'll tell like you this it much it is significantly better than anything Undertale did significantly and after better. going back and recording some footage of Undertale for my video I agree <laughs> like Undertale There's is just little like things. You, you the champion of Undertale is Undertale like that- I won't Undertale's argue that Deltarune's like, worse than Undertale. I mean, it's it's an improvement in every way. 
Undertale is like, I've never played Earthbound. Like, this is people who love it. I've never played Earthbound. I've never played an indie game about depression before. And I've never seen an after-school special from the 90s. This group of people, this Venn diagram, thinks Undertale's groundbreaking. Oh, don't forget, never played Shin Megami Tensei as well. Oh, yeah. Apparently, Shin Megami Tensei inspired uh, Undertale, which... I'm trying to figure out how that's how that works. Timber, can you give me any insight on that? Does Shin Megami Tensei inspire any bar- part of Undertale? Shin Megami. Uh, well... The, the closest I can get is Mega Ten games have a conversation system to talk to demons where you can either you'll get something out of them or avoid like you know battle with them and the only thing it can be like is like well i guess the act option kind of does that but i'm pretty sure mega 10 wasn't the only game that had that by this point so i'm like making that comparison is very very like uh um surface level at best because like it doesn't work the same way i don't I can't say for sure. Like, to me, the big thing was always, like, it's clearly Earthbound-inspired. Hmm. He had ROMs, like, ROM hacks he had made of Earthbound before he ever made Undertale. Uh, to- Toby Foxes, who yeah. I'm addressing here. But, like, it's... So that that influence is clear. Um, and there's also, say, like, whether or not he mentions it, there's plenty of Toho influence just in the way hmm. that the actual, like, combat mechanics work. Yeah. Like, I could just say, like, I can't 100% say Mega Ten has no influence on Undertale, but I don't think it has any direct influence. Just based on Polygon's... I mean, at this point, um, every game has every every influence from everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's like, at that point, like, does it have it, or is it, like... If it is, it's subconsciously. Um, like, yeah, I mean, I think... I like, think if, if you Donkey make an did RPG, a video recently mm-hmm. that basically encapsulated that, right? Where it was like, um, everything's Dark Souls, and then you go down the rabbit hole of Dark Souls, and it's like, this game is basically just a combination of uh, fucking, I don't know, Elden Ring and... Not Elden Ring. What? King's Quest? If you go Kingsfield? To King's, Kingsfield, yeah. Like, you just keep going down the rabbit hole, you'll find influences in yeah, like, everything that was not influential. Even, did not create that. Most of the stuff that, came, that it became Souls-like, or what people consider Souls came from Kingsfield and Shadow Tower. At least as far as from FromSoft itself, a lot of stuff that became Souls mechanics started in Shadow Tower Abyss, not Demon Souls. Demon Souls is just the only thing people know about because Shadow Tower Abyss did not come out in the West. But everything started there. At least the modern perception of it. But yeah, um, the, the only reason I bring that up is there's that um, terrible preview of um, Shin Megami Tensei Five from Polygon, which is more so um, a diss track about SMT versus why it's not Persona 5 Royale. And it mentions Dude. that. And it mentions, like, you know, Have I figured you... I'd give it a go because SMT is known for um, having influence Undertale. I'm like, I need sources for it that. <laughs> I, like, like th- this is the first I've heard of that. I've, like, I've never made that connection in my mind, and I'm the type of person that, like, will pick apart anything. I have never made that Yo. connection in my mind. Have you read the IGN review for this? Uh, where it just keeps talking about Persona Five. Yep. Yeah. Um. I don't think I I didn't read it, but like I just I know of it at this point. Yeah. 
Let's say a certain somebody was harassing somebody on 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 Twitter because of that. Like no joke, I really, without being hyperbolic, I really think Persona Five has ruined RPGs, or at least the perception of RPGs. Hey, it's, it's it's a double edged sword at this point. Like Fine. I'm happy people. Like despite all of my valid criticisms about how it is is a very problematic game, I'm happy people enjoy something. But I really think. Yeah. People need to stop clinging to the only one example per the genre. All thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like when people say Souls, like it's like there are other games that do that, and it's really rogue style games that do that, or roguelikes that do that. Dark Souls isn't the only one that does that. You should play other rogue style games. Yeah, Same thing and with I like mean, platformers. It's like if you consider all platformers to be Mario, like as much as I don't like a hat in time, people are like, oh, it's just Mario Sunshine. I'm like, but I'm sure it does other things that are are found in other 3D platformers that were not found in Sunshine, and have other stuff. If you only pick uh, one one game to like compare something to, and, that pretty yeah, much just stifles everything in this genre. And that's the slippery slope. I mean, that's why I've I moved away from that sort of thing. A lot of big reviewers have like. The comparative method of analyzing oh, a game should, is you should, you should never compare anything though at this point even even the game reviewing aside even when I review a a an album or a release I've never compared it to to any prior releases or make it the main freaking focus of my review. I try not to do that. I try the other two bobos not to do that as well, but. <laughs> Like, oh, it's basically, like, it's used as, like, a shorthand of just, like, this is this is what people it, understand because it already is out. But this is, this is almost like Google Brain, right? It's like the, the product yeah. of searchability and knowability and, and trying to well, leverage I mean, that to, to, like, better that, convey a message without just, you know, actually using the words. Pres- the pressure of trying to be SEO and getting clicks off of SEO has been so freaking problematic for for sure for modern just in journalism modern general, media as well modern media not even gaming but just just modern media in general the matter of you know searchability and soe clicks have been just horrible as of late and and apparently that's uh that's what's getting a lot of things especially from uh good old kotaku here kotaku used to be like so much better like it was never like amazing but it was like they had some people on there that actually tried and yeah. like I, I honestly hate seo stuff so much like i hate that that's something you even have to do now like i guess it's i don't know if it's me with my boomer brain not wanting to like adapt but it's just like i hate the fact that i just need to like make content for the sake of content being out there just so the, people just so other stuff gets is, traction the thing is there's a way to do it yeah. without deceiving your audience Mm. But the way to learn how to do it takes a while. Yeah. And that's all my articles are. Like, the most clickbaity article that I have is an article from two years ago that is still the most popular article on our site because of the fact that I used the word sex in the title. Sexually (laughs) shows off. And that, two years later... That particular article is still one of our top hits because it's a fairly attractive singer and a well-known talent who does kind of skid on danger zones occasionally. 
But the fact that I use the word sexually shows off got off a lot of SEO. And that's the only time that we... But it's true because she did it. But I really hate that that became really clickbaity and famous because of that one particular thing. Yeah, it's a... It's a slippery slope, and I mean, I think I've mentioned it multiple times in previous podcasts, too, just, like, that is why we have sequelitis, like, the the twos, the threes, the fours of, of every series imaginable, because it's the safe bet, you know, if people, if it already exists, people are searching for it. Well, right now, we're, we're trending off that, I think, so. Uh... Into... into into subtext into into algorithm land <laughs> where into, robots just well, know what we want well think of it like well god of war god of war and then it's not called god of war 2 again it's called god of war ragnarok or it's not called horizon forbidden west 2 or like the east or whatever it's it's called a totally different game now they don't try to put the word 2 in it <laughs> that's yeah it's still, but still, as long as the main line, the core title, like as long as it says Resident Evil somewhere on there, it's still highly searchable in Google, right? Like they're going to be expecting that people want more of this series. And when they look up things or not even that, it's just they're counting on people looking up things about the series or older games in that series in general so that people go, oh, there's another one of these. I didn't know. And then the discovery happens. Um, that's not going to happen if you make a game that's just like, um, you know, I'm just going to call it New World. And, and somehow everyone in the entire world knows what it is, even though it's not a sequel to anything. And my name isn't Jeff Bezos. Because <laughs> that's mean, the only that reason just, that fucking works. Isn't that just the risk of just new IPs in general, though? It wasn't always like that, though. Like, this is introduced... This this is part of the internet age that has made it this way. If you go into the 90s, we didn't... Nec- it, it, it didn't not exist. Like, there was always that habit of, like, oh, I know what that title is. Uh, you know, that's a... This is the next 007, so that, that kind of worked even back in the old days. But um, releasing a new IP back in the days, I, f- I felt like you were less likely to get drowned out by noise the way that you do now. And maybe that is partly just because of the inundation of the, the medium as a whole. Maybe this is less, um, maybe there's less truth to this and more is just several different variables change at the same time. Like a, the internet happened. So SEO became more prevalent, but B there's so many more games now too, that like, I'm not even sure how this would have, played out in a more physical non-internet age situation with the the market the way it is i I, you see i think it's also just changed because of just how young the video game market is compared to other mainstream medias that's true yeah i mean it didn't really start it didn't really start having any kind of stride until the 80s, and then once you hit the 90s, that's the first time where we actually started getting into cinematic level gameplay where there's actually, you know, real graphics and real stories being told. I mean, I'm not not to dismiss, like, things that came out in, like, the late 80s, um, but graphically, it was a barrier for me to get into those, um, and maybe it's just because my nostalgia 
started me in 3D, so I just gravitate towards 3D. Um, but that was a huge shift for me for like being able to actually appreciate games. And I think for a lot of people, that was also true. Um, 3D happened, and then that just made the whole thing much, much, much more mainstream. Uh, so, in the end, we can blame Mario 64 for all of yeah. In the end, we can blame Mario of the Galaxy <laughs> for for being Mario a good game. Mario of the Galaxy? Mar- Mario of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. At this point, um, we are getting Mario of the Galaxies with Chris Pratt fucking voicing yep. Mario. <laughs> I've been having to explain to my girlfriend why everyone hates Chris Pratt now, because she's just like, why does everyone hate Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec? I'm like... It's all it's the re- other it's stuff com- that he's It's a complicated. <laughs> um, short answer is, he's a terrible person. And longer answer is, Anna Ferris is a national treasure, and I don't know how he fucked that up. Yeah. Just putting that out there. I don't know how. How do you screw up... This is my soapbox in for a minute. How do you fuck up a relationship with Anna Ferris? She is a treasure. Name one thing she's ever done wrong. You can't. You can't. Because she can't. she's a treasure. Because she's Anna Ferris. Yes, you know when to jump out of the the scary movie franchise. Like, what was it? Here, I'll post this. The other day, everyone was, like, talking about, like, there is other Twitter drama going on with her. I don't care. I just found this funny, because it was... Yeah. (laughs) Fuck Chris Pratt. Anyway, is there anything else before we get to questions? We have, uh, we have some from, like, three people. I, um, I did want to go over some of the stuff I'd been playing, um, that isn't Deltarune. Oh, I thought you already did that. Okay, continue your, your whatever you're talking I, I, about. I, I, I hadn't. I was being polite and letting everybody else go. <laughs> 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 yeah, so, i mostly been trying to dabble into more multiplayer stuff because I haven't had a whole lot of games outside of Warzone that, that were filling that niche for me. Oh yeah, I was um, gonna say Timber. Did you pick up War- it, um, Call I still of Duty? Find it really weird that you like. No, that of game. course I didn't pick it up, especially since everybody says the new one's terrible. Um, they say that every time a new one comes out. <laughs> they said <laughs> that ever since that every- Mo- ever since Modern Warfare Three, they've all been terrible. <laughs> and you guys all buy them every year anyway. I don't. I I have only played War with the exception of Modern Warfare One. Yeah, Modern Warfare One's the last one I actually bought. And then Call of Duty Warzone is the most recent one that I've played. That one's free to play, so I just play the free version. I don't actually own any of the games that it's attached to. Hmm. Um, that's a, that's a lot of lot of the thread lining there, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, um, you know, quick tech update about Call of Duty Warzone. They added DLSS, so now it runs on my potato of a computer properly. I don't know so I don't even means. need an upgrade. I don't know what that means. Um, Is that a type of camera? It's a NVIDIA feature um, that basically... Okay. AMD has a similar thing, but it's basically an ability that lets the graphics card auto-scale the resolution of your screen to match a certain frame rate. So if you're like, I want to have 60 frames a second, I'll go, okay. And then DLSS is just going to crunch you down to 640 by 480 if your computer, like is choking at it in like a particular scene and then scale it back up till 1920 by 1080. If things are running smoothly, it dynamically makes it run a lot better. And, uh, they're adding it to more and more games. They added it to resident evil village, but it, uh, my computer is still too potato even with DLSS to make that one 
good, so I'll stick to my PS5 version. But, um, but yeah, it's a nice feature. I, I like it, especially considering people can't get graphics cards right now. Yeah. Um, besides Warzone, which I wasn't really planning on talking about, but here we are. Um, <laughs> I did also play um, a game called Hunt Showdown. Have either of you ever heard of this one? Yes. Have you Hunt played Showdown? it? Showdown. I've heard it, what? but I've not played it. Is it so, based off Corbella? N- no, no, it's not. It's not at all like. It's an awful name for a game, honestly. I would not have bought it if I hadn't had so many recommendations for it. Um, well, but it's it basically light? what? Isn't it just like Tarkov? It's like Tarkov Light. It has some elements of Tarkov, but it yeah. is a very unique experience because of the kind of jumbled potion of a game that it is. Um, at its core, potion. A jumble potion, yeah, it's a jumble potion. What the potion. fuck are these, like, descriptions you have for things? What decade did you fall out of, Gandalf? <laughs> the big spooky generation, like so- I don't know. Like, sometimes we'll talk about stuff, and I'm like, wait, I'm the oldest one here. How? How is this possible? <laughs> yeah, is there something wrong with the word the- jumble and potion? No, just the way you, like, just describe like, things. Like, hold on, okay, okay. What's, what's the zoomer terminology for a jumble potion these days I don't catch know. me up kyo i'm not a zoomer <laughs> no like next you're gonna say See, it's what? kind of a it's kind of a hodgepodge of ideas okay timber a hodgepodge uh like, it's very tabula rasa <laughs> <laughs> no really like timber like sometimes seems like like the 50 year old like guy that's hanging out with a bunch of like 20 year olds i, I was <laughs> i'm sorry uh Let's see. So, yes. It's it, it's a game that's basically a battle royale. I know that that's something that could automatically tune out. Set in the Old West. So you have, like, a lot of really old-fashioned, like, cult magnums and um, and rifles and shotguns. Is the tabula rasa worth of things there? <laughs> set in a... So it's set in the West in a zombie apocalypse. So there's zombies everywhere... You gotta navigate these fields see, of zombies. See, and you get on my ass about things being cliche, but that sounds like the most cliche thing. It sounds very cliche, <laughs> but the, it's the combination of things that makes it really interesting. Because once you get past the the zombies, the whole point is you're going after these hunts, which are usually these boss zombie uh, creatures. Like there's one called Scrapbeak, whose whole thing is that like he's got so barbed like wires flowing through everything. It is very Left for Deady. Um, it's basically, honestly, I think the best way to define it is it's Left 4 Dead meets Metal Gear is Solid it? meets... How? How? How is it Metal Gear Solid? Meets Battle Royale like Tarkov or Warzone. Um, is, it is, is quite the hodgepodge of ideas. two-hour movie in the middle of the, of the gameplay? There's a lot of lore in the actual text and stuff, so you can definitely learn a lot of story from it, but mostly... But- the is Metal Gear optional, element that 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 lore that that is the lore is optional. Yeah, it's not quite Metal Gear in that capacity. But <laughs> the um, the fun part of it is that like you're usually on these fields with 15 other players and a whole bunch of zombies, and some of them are special zombies. So like you're contending with zombies and also players. So it's hectic enough they don't need to have a hundred people on the field to make it feel exciting. But mm. the um, the whole thing is that other. The, the real threat is always going to be the other players so 
most of the time you're just trying to not get detected you're trying to stay hidden and quiet stay in the reeds try not to step on glass because the sound of you stepping on glass is something other players will hear you reloading your gun other players will hear that um and it can set tip them off to the fact that you're around so the whole game is kind of stealthing around but also there's zombies that can just jump out of the bushes and like make you crap your pants if you're super super cute and i'm trying to like hide from other players um those can give you away too dogs barking crows hawking like all of it's um cawing i think cawing was the word i was looking for but that's that's basically the, the core gist of it is like you're trying to get to these hunts and kill these bosses before the other players and get out of the map alive but also you have to contend with the zombies on the way and the sounds that you make potentially tipping other players off to where you are and then getting a, a shotgun in the face. Uh, it's very fun so, and a pretty like tense so experience. Like, so it's like Deathloop then. I haven't played Deathloop though. It is on my list of things that I wanted to check out. Um, uh, that's also a really good game. Like a lot of people are saying that. Uh, is it like, also pretty everyone, stealthy? Like, it, it, well, it is. Uh, the the if it's you get arcane. caught at any point, yeah, it's arcane. The the other guards are fairly powerful. That if you do get caught, that you could die at any moment. Plus, the other other player that is there can one shot you. Oh, okay. So you definitely want to stay hidden from them. Okay, that sounds cool. So yeah, it sounds like that may have actually borrowed a bit from um, kind of hunt, which Hunt Showdown's doing on perhaps a, a more scaled Well, down. then again, Deathloop has been in production for, like, how many freaking trailers and almost two and a half years worth of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Hunt Showdown was in early access for, like, six years before it came mm. out a year ago. Like, it's been around a while, and it was it's made by the guys who made Crisis. Ah. Uh-huh. So... I don't know if that matters because I do believe it's a much better game than any of the Crisis games were. But well, can it play on my PC? Can I can yes. I use that as a barometer as my as a PC enabler or superiority? Um, it scales well, but yeah, it does have some pretty intense settings if you set it if you crank it all the way up. Um, mm. On mine, I have to run it at low, and at least it runs smoothly at low, even if it looks kind of like. A bunch of dirt smeared everywhere, but <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I've been playing that with some some friends. It's the first game I was able to convince them to play that wasn't Warzone that actually hooked them. Um, the other thing that I've been playing has been with Alchemy Fox, uh, and it's called The Isle. Have you guys heard of this one? No, I thought you were going to say Fogs no. again, though. Yeah, Fox. I was I was gonna be so excited. I was gonna say I thought you were gonna say Fox. Oh, Fox. Yeah, I, sh- I need to I need to return to and finally finish Fogs. <laughs> um, but the Isle is also a multiplayer game. It's more of like uh, almost oh, an MMO like kind forest? of thing. No, no. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's at all like the forest. Um, the premise is basically you play as. You, you play as a dinosaur. Um, you can either be an herbivore okay. or a carnivore. Oh, is this where you keep eating dinosaurs to become bigger dinosaurs? You don't become... Well, I mean, technically you do just because you grow up. Uh, there is, like, a whole time system of, of, like, growing to maturity from juvenile. But, um... 
as an herbivore, your whole thing is like you you know you go around, you find plants, drink water, sleep in the bushes, and try to hide from from predators. The carnivore's only way of getting sustenance, of course, is to eat meat, which is other players. So their goal is to just go around and hunt down herbivore or other predator um, players, kill them, and feast upon their flesh. Um, anytime you engage in conversation with other dinosaurs in the in-game chat, it causes you to expound uh, involuntary dinosaur noises. <laughs> so the sky at night is just filled with the sound of dinosaurs like making or you know whatever noises. <laughs> The dinosaurs do. I'm just trying that the, the, it's not really replicatable. The the sound of the raptors, but you know what I'm you know what I'm doing. The sneeze. Just just fornicating. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not really a sex mechanic, but there is um, nests, and you can have like eggs in the nest. And if your friends join a game late, you can have them spawn in as a juvenile in your nest, and then they can be your child um, as they grow to adulthood. So uh, it's it's pretty fun i had a hard time getting my Warzone pals into this one as much just because it is a much slower i can't game imagine literally... Warzone people would only like playing Warzone. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like um it's the kind of game that kind of it kind of fills the void of like a runescape for me where i can hop in play for a bit and then it's like oh it's nighttime i'll hide in a bush hopefully no predators show up i'm gonna be editing my video on the side here oh is that a predator just tell them about nope. how okay, you're back to editing. mystery and they'll leave you alone like what? Just tell them you're a man of mystery and they'll leave you alone. Yeah, yeah, I'm a man of mystery. Leave me in the bushes to to my own devices. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was. I think those two were the big ones that I actually played, and then of course Deltarune was my entire month of October. I just lived and breathed Deltarune. It's it's almost to the point where I'm like, I can't wait to be done with this video so I could mm. stop thinking about Deltarune <laughs> for a bit. Um, but did I play anything single player at all? Oh, um, no. But I am excited about the fact that Age of Empires 4 came out. And I'll probably play that soon. <laughs> Alright. Okay, we- caught up. That That was like Super hyperspeed coverage of, of what I've got. Questions. Uh, questions. Okay, well, we have a bunch of questions. This is actually our 50th episode. Oh, my you God. It's almost as old as Kyo. Timber, you're leagues older than me mentally, so, like... <laughs> me- mentally, you're leagues Like, you're, you, you bypassed Dad and turned into either Uncle who never had kids and is in his 40s or Grandpa. You're one of the two. Whereas I'm in, like, my mentality is, like, somewhere in between, like, almost dad. Ah, yes. But we have some questions. This is our 50th episode, so, um, of this iteration. We actually had, like, 14 or 15 in the previous one, but who care? That's what we're on this one. And we're almost to the end of the year, too. So, somehow we're gonna have to come up with a new iteration of the theme song for January. Yeah. So, I'm gonna talk to some people. (laughs) Talk to some people. But, uh, okay, so I asked some people to ask some questions. First one comes from KDog1. that asks, if you were doing a marathon of games that made you rage quit, what games would it include, and what sort of the Berserk make that list? Um, I didn't rage quit that game. I actually did finish it. Um, if I had to play it again on normal and force, that would be part of it. Um, probably put Galarian's on there. 
um, Dino Crisis 3, Silent Hill 4. Uh, I don't know, would I rage quit that one? Probably, probably wouldn't put that one on there. Probably put Silent Hill down for it. This is boring. I don't know. Rage quit, it's really hard for me to decide what will rage quit because it's very contextual for the day. Yeah. But, um, uh, definitely a bunch of garbage from the, the, um, the last time I played Genesis games on stream would be part of that. There's a lot of trash people gave me, like Bubsy. Uh, I definitely, uh, maybe rage quit. How about you two? Sean, go first. Yes. So. Let's see, I don't really rage quit a lot of games. Probably when the... I mostly lose interest in them. So... Mm-hmm. Probably the first one would be one of the Metroid games. I could say and that. I guess. And, I mean, I'm, and, I rage quit I, Dread, like... But I finished yeah. it. Oh, and I guess... <laughs> to To forsake everyone of my gaming cred... Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time... I mean, that game do kind of blow, but... Scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> you just couldn't hack it. I mean, I Yes, I go... couldn't, because it needs to tell me where to go. I mean, I, I could go on I long rants I think I've talked about, about this. We have, we have. Man, I definitely... That game sucks, but... I definitely understand, like, especially once you get past... Uh, how, how far in did you get, Ken, before you were, you just, like, done... I finished the first temple and that was it. <laughs> oh no! Wait, wait. Are you talking about the Deku Tree where he's like, "Hey, you need to go to you need to go to Hyrule Castle." Yeah, yeah. And you didn't Did you to get Hyrule to Castle? Hyrule Castle? No. <laughs> he well, there's the problem to then. He told you where to go. <laughs> no, so like there was that dungeon where you have to like like for the longest time I didn't know you had to like aim above and push the stupid button above the door. I was racking my head for a good, like, 30 minutes of, like, how the fuck to leave this one room. And then I was, like, so irritated once I found out. And the only way I found out was because I saw a commercial about it. How the person yeah. hit the door, the, the button on the door. Honestly. Like, oh, that's how you get through this. And then I finished it, and I was, like, so pissy, I never got to Hyrule Castle. You, you know, honestly, when I first played, that gives me kind of nostalgic flashbacks to when I first played Ocarina of Time for the first time ever with my dad sitting there kind of helping, and we were both stuck on the exact same thing. It took forever to understand that that eye switch is an interactable object that you could actually do something with. Um, I feel like that's just one of the hurdles early on in, in getting used, you basically getting acclimated to the Zelda series as a whole is like learning some of these conventions that I think were established in older games in the series and that especially Ocarina of Time and, and like that era just kind of assumed that if you were playing this game, you've seen those before and you know what those are. Um so yeah, I can definitely understand that being a sticking point. It's just is, like, what do you do? The thing is, because I never, I never played any Zelda before Wind Waker, and I got a good chunk into Wind Waker until I got to had to do the, the, Triforce quest, and then, yeah. that, that blew that blew a whole lot, bunch of malarkey, and I stopped playing that. And then I got totally understandable. Good, I got through a good chunk of of mature mature zelda 
was it? TP? Yeah, Twilight TP, Princess. I got through a huge chunk of that, and then I stopped playing. Skyward Sword never interests me, to be honest. And even though, like, I can hear Fangirl just yelling all the way across. <laughs> Dying <she> internally <laughs> right now. She's like, I and feel that- a disturbance. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a disturbance that someone is not liking Skyward Sword. It's just, it never interests me. I got to the post-race ritual part, and then I was like, that's a whole bunch of malarkey, and then I stopped playing. And At then, least you actually finished the, the it only game- and played it on, like, Timber, despite saying that he was the biggest uh, Zelda fan out there. I own it now. It's in my library. I just have to play it. I just have to play it. And like like I said before, the only Zelda game that I actually beat was Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and I was streaming that, and I was forcing myself to beat it. Otherwise, I would have stopped a long time ago. And apparently, I just, like, never did a whole bunch of things, and I thought I did a whole lot, but I yeah. never knew about about that guy in the upper region part where you can go trade the ancient arrows. Never knew about him. I never, I never did the the city building quest. There, there's like a whole bunch of things I never did. Which apparently they expanded. That city building quest got updated in a patch to be like even more of a thing now, and I have not gone to look at it yet to see what they changed. But yeah. Yeah, freaking games as a service. I I can't beat a game anymore. I'll I'll always like be like, oh, that game was done. That was sure was a good experience. I'm so glad I finished it. Three years later, new update patch with new content. I'm like, no, this game was done. It was done. Guess- it was in my finished pile. Don't do this to me. Also, also I guess to that matter, Sekiro would also be on my list because I just I d- I didn't know where to go at a certain point and then the game got just the the spike of where where to go just got so immense that i just i gave up i got i got so mad i dropped it so like i I don't know if i rage rage where i like threw the controller down there was probably the only time i rage rage is when i played mario party and i like beat my cousin (laughs) because yeah competitive multiplayer is like the most common place for for me i think um but I did um, I did rage quit. I think Bit Trip Beat was one that sticks out in my memory for some reason. As it came, that I was like, "Fuck this!" I got to the yeah. um, like that game only had like three levels, but the second one, They're each level so lasts like a too. half hour. They're super yeah, long, yeah. And the second one, I remember getting through like a large chunk, and then it just like went full bullshit once you got to basically the lava center core, because that, that's what it was. It was core. And you were, like, going from the, the Earth's surface down all the way into the core of the planet to fight the boss. And anytime it came to, like, the lava rapids, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? I cannot beat this. This t- It's not even that the timing was weird. It just introduced new blocks that did random, like, bouncy crap um, that just completely destroyed me. Um, so that, that's a hard game. Um, and that's one that I can definitely remember rage quitting. Um, otherwise, I guess I guess I have rage quit from a Call of Duty match or two back when I was younger. Hmm. But man, that was a very very long answer for one question. <laughs> well, we had to go off on the on the. We needed to understand the why, you know. We need to know mm. why Ken. What what was the rage quit moment for Ken? I feel like that makes it more interesting. Like not just what what did you rage quit, but why? What specifically in it was like 
the breaking point. Mm, quite. All right, our next question. We have a bunch. Uh, so, like, we have three from uh, Luna from uh, Ken's podcast, and then we have five from Black Shotgun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we'll do the ones from Shotgun first, because half of them are just making fun of me. First question, how All does right. it feel being old and 50? I'm not 50. What's weird is Shotgun always tells me how bad their back hurts and that they're old and they're in pain. And I'm like, I don't do this. Are you sure you're not 50? Because I'm just depressed. That's the difference. My hand doesn't even hurt that bad anymore. I'm just sad. Yeah, we're just sad and... Depressed. Your hand's gone numb from the pain. You feel it no longer. No, no, my hands have actually mostly recovered. Like, there are some days it's worse, but, like, I'm afraid to not use that CBD tape because I don't want it to get worse again. I probably don't need it, but I'm just, like, so terrified of it going back to being bad again. Did you but, switch like, to an er- ergo controller or keyboard yet, or is it still just... Um, I'm using... I haven't switched to an ergo anything, really, um, but I try and use alternate game, like, game pads or something like that. Like, I've been using the Super Advantage to play um, Final Fantasy 2 on Super Nintendo because I can play that with one hand, more or less, yeah. or I, like, it's, it, there's a lot more room. I, don't yeah, have, like, I feel like a lot this, of it might be stemming from your, you know, wanting to play with original hardware because, boy, boy. Oh, those controllers those all controllers. Suck. Yeah, yeah, they're terrible. I mean, I get carpal just from playing with my Xbox 360 controllers. I think the PS5 controllers are the first ones I've used, and I'm like, oh my god. PS4 controller I really like. The Switch Pro controller is pretty good, and then, like, honestly, any controller Xbox has ever made. Like, even going back, like, the Duke, we always made fun of it as, like, kids, but now looking back, I'm like, holy shit, that was probably the best controller to use because it was bigger, and you didn't have to, like, you know, scrunch up your hands. You actually had enough room to stretch out your hands on it, and now I'm like, I wish I had one. Um, yeah, next. I feel like the, I feel like the 360 ones are pretty bulky for me personally, but I think it depends on your hands. 360s where it started getting really good. I don't think I could go back to one now, but there was a nice progression of them trying to make it comfortable. The Xbox One controller was really comfortable, and they pretty much kept that shape since then and just changed up a little bit. I have the original Xbox One controller. I would like to get a Series X controller to replace it because it is better. Um, but I did like the PS4 controller and the Switch Pro controller. The only thing like the Joy Cons suck to use, but they're honestly it's weird the switch was targeted for like it was made for adults but everything else about it says it's made for children (laughs) typical nintendo Um, next question is thoughts on metroid dread already did that um next after that what's the future of potasaurus going to look like um more or less we'll still be doing this i plan i'd like to do more specials that's the question question of every single time i always think about every three months yeah like, <laughs> what, what, what is potasaurus gonna look like right now as it stands pretty much like this i'd like for us to be able to do some other stuff here and there um it's a lot of it's just scheduling because at the moment this is the only day of we- the week that we can really all of us get together i mean even like fangirls like very rarely here because just of schedules and her like you know life and stuff like that and timber sometimes is not here it's mostly Ken and Sorry. I, and like if Ken, no, it's fine. Like it's just that's we're all more or less in our thirties, and you know, working full time, have family stuff like that, different time zones. So like, it's really hard to do anything else. Like I'd like to do a live episode, but we're gonna have to like do it very early on a weekend or very late on a weekend because it would have to be before Ken goes to bed and we're awake, which means it would be at like five a.m. 
or it needs to be very <laughs> late at night before we go to bed and he's off work or is not busy anymore. So, which honestly would probably work best for me is doing it late yeah. because then, then I can sleep in or, on Sunday. Or <laughs> we can just do it on KillCon. <laughs> yeah, KillCon 2022 at the last blockbuster in. Um, actually, no, it's currently going to be in Tofu's backyard, but we'll have to see because he's about to have baby. So we'll see where that's oh. going. Yeah. Maybe we can go to the oh, Upper and Peninsula. Also, your 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 supposed wedding, whenever that may be. <laughs> Mine. Yeah, like apparently I'm engaged, but neither me nor my girlfriend have proposed to each other, so we'll figure that out. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so as far as it, like this, um, hopefully we'll have a new um, opening song next, like next year, like you know, just a, a new recording of our our main right. um, one. Uh, we'll see if I I might put out some feelers to some people and see if anyone would be willing to do a new recording of it, or um. Timber can do new backing music, and Ken and I can sing over it. <laughs> <laughs> I would need to figure out, if I do it, I would need to figure out what the theme for the next year is, because I went pretty hard sci-fi this year. But Well, we don't know what that theme is going to be. That's a question we don't, that we always we don't ask know. ourselves. <laughs> I think it'd be great to have someone else do it just so that we keep the variety going, but if uh, if there's no feelers returning, uh, I'll, I'll step in. Mm. The next question I, is, if we reach a certain number of views, can we make y'all suffer? I don't know what you mean by that. I'm going to need you to follow up on it. No because, physical torture, please. Because, like, what is, is like, what do you mean by... I, I would assume he means, like, a live episode where, like, on either well, while you're streaming or something Well, it's like, like when they mean views, it's like, that? do you mean my view count or do you mean the listen count? Like, I'm just going to need, like, which aggregate are you wanting us to use for this? Because, like... I can only really pull so much analytics because, like, since we're not a big podcast, until you hit a certain threshold, like, I'm pretty sure every episode does under 100 on all platforms. Like, it just does because, like, it's a smaller audience. And most of them are like, we cannot give you any type of feedback because you are not big. I'm like, oh, thanks. So, I don't even look at the numbers because the few times I have, I'm like, oh, I we guess just, that was just it's Bari. Just a little depressing. No, I yeah, guess it was just I Bari that downloaded this I don't one. even. I don't, I don't even look at Ongaku's numbers because yeah. I'm just like so depressed. Sometimes. Yeah, I don't. I don't look at them because I'd rather it not be like, oh, well, you know, no one's listening to it. We should stop. I'd rather just keep doing it and just assume that like ten people are listening to it. Otherwise, yeah. like got Barry, right? that's the same <laughs> way that I do with my my actual Twitch streams. Like I turn off the view count on it. I don't. You know, as long as there's some interaction going on with people, it's like okay, I might start to piece together after a couple streams that, it, oh, it's the same three people talking, so I guess three people are watching, but that doesn't necessarily resonate true. Sometimes mm-hmm. I've flipped the tongue I mean, just out of curiosity and been like, oh, there's actually 20 people watching, and other times it's like, oh, there's only one person watching, but somehow three people were talking. I yeah. don't know how that works. I mean, one day there was <laughs> eight of us in Tom's chat, and it registered zero viewers for like an hour. It's like, there are eight of us watching actively. And, like, I'll say for sure right now, like, like personally, I just like to be very honest, the first iteration of Potosaurus kind of dropped off because I was tracking numbers, and it was at, like, a very rough time of my, like, because it was before I moved back from Japan and everything, it was, like, it was a rough time, that's when board moved, that's when, like, just school changed, stuff like that, I was Uh by myself, and, like, um, SoundCloud tracks numbers and tells you, and then they just ceased at one point, I'm like, oh, so I kind of just, like stopped and then i just brought it back down and was like i don't look at that anymore i only look at my twitch stuff here and there um so yeah tell me what you want and i can let you know from there but it can't do anything physical to hurt the old people in this episode 
Um, last sh- question from Shotgun. Any recommendations for PS5 besides using it as a DVD player? First off, I'm Can hoping... I'm really hoping you're not generically using the term DVD player when it would be a Blu-ray player. I really hope... Yeah, I was going to say, you can use it as a Blu-ray player (laughs) instead of a DVD player. It was also really good for watching Donnie Darko's DVD, because it can do that, too. Oh my god, Timber. As I don't own a PS5, I don't have any recommendations for games. Uh, Shotgun tends to, like... uh, I don't know, just recommend shit, I don't care. You two have one. Does he want a video game? I'm assuming because he wants to use it for something other than a, blue, a DVD player. Right. Uh, get the PlayStation Plus Pass and you can own like 15 PS4 games out the bat. I assume he had a PS4 then, though, too. Oh, did he? Okay. Well, um, <laughs> he should play the Astro Boy's Playroom. It's a good experience. <laughs> it you really is a good game, though. Returnal, like- yeah. Like, the four Game of the Year things, like, for PlayStation, as of right now, right now in my lead is, is Returnal, Ratchet and Clank. Deathloop? Deathloop and Guardians, to be Honestly, honest. Honestly, if, if, if Returnal wouldn't win it, just from what I've seen of it, I'm like, if that wouldn't yeah. win it, that's, like, the most interesting game I've seen come out in the system. Yeah, honestly, Returnal, like like I've said before, Returnal is still my Game of the Year. It's... Nothing has really peaked that that grip edge of your seatness tension that I got with it, and I never thought I would for this particular game. The oh. closest I got to it, but on a different level, is Guardians, because I didn't even feel that for Ratchet. Because Ratchet, I, I, I've said my piece with Ratchet, but I've just I, I found that that obviously I'm just not a fan of it, mm. and it's just not for me. But I understand and I get the appeal for it. But if I am going to play more of these games, I'm probably going to look at it at a different angle compared to how I've been attacking this game. But you were going to say something, Timber? Oh, yeah. Um, quick addendum. Ratchet's good. I like that one. <laughs> um, but also, uh, Kena, Bridge of Spirits. I don't know. Kena. Like, Kena, you mean? Yeah, Kena. Like, the... The reviews that came out on it were pretty lukewarm, but I think I think generally the people that didn't give good... Like, like the general critique on it is like, eh, it's like a lot of things that are out there. I'm like, well, okay, it's not super original, but it's got the aesthetics, which were the main draw, and the rest of it is yeah. kind of tried and true. Like, it's mechanically solid, and it's one of the few things that is ps5 exclusive so wasn't it meant for isn't it more of a kid leaning game too like more meant for like younger audiences it is it is so it's like not people forget that like it it wasn't made for like anyone can play but it's not always made for adults it's made to appeal to kids like say a game is very similar like another one but that game is not accessible for people who are like under the age of like 16 like yeah they're gonna need their own version of it kind of thing and I like the studio. Like I've been waiting for the the physical edition to come out, which I think it's either next week. I think either next week or the following week. But uh, like, cause only it was only available digitally up until now. So I'm waiting for the physical release of it to come out before I kind of make judgment. But from what I've seen, it looks pretty good. I really like the the Disney Pixar aesthetic. That I it agree. Has with like it. to me, to me, it's all about the looks with that game. The gameplay is going to be yeah. very dead simple, and I understand that going in. Yeah. It'll be a pleasant Pixar-like experience where I play through it for a few hours and I go, "That was fine." 
And that's all I really wanted it to be. But yeah, that, those are my choices, and I've pretty much spoiled the the episode that we're going to do three three episodes from now, <laughs> so... <laughs> Kena Bridge of Christmas. Yeah, Kenna. Kenna, sorry. God. All right, so next we have some questions from uh, Luna uh, that are very specific, yeah. and for some reason she sent me three. Um, the first one is, if you could choose any J-horror game to be licensed and released outside of Japan, what would it be and why? Um, not, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> Ikenei no Yoru, um, Night of Sacrifice. It's a Wii game made by, I think it was Grasshopper, um, the backgrounds and, like, visuals of the entire game are, like, more stylized, dark, um, a lot of detail to them. All the characters are brightly colored, like, um, like, two-tone silhouettes of characters that, like, it's a Wii game, and you can actually play this game with a balance board. It's a very interesting, like, adventure game. I forget what it has all with it, like, gameplay-wise, because, like, it's just hard. There's not a lot of info about it. There is a translation patch for it, but it's really weird how it works. Um, I would really like that game to come over, um, just because it's one of those, like, no one really knows about it type of things. Also, like, maybe Fatal Frame 4, just because I like that one, because, again, it was a grasshopper game. Really sad that they were bought out by NetEase. That really hurts my soul. But, that yeah, it would be those yeah. two. I don't know if either of you really have anything on this topic. What was the topic? If you could choose any J-horror game to be licensed and released outside of Japan, what would it be and why? Uh, yeah, I think... <laughs> I don't know <laughs> don't, if I know any that haven't okay. been licensed already. Then we'll, then we'll move on. Uh, next question. What is your most hated game? How much would someone have to offer you to, for you to suffer through it again? Um, that's hard. Here you two go. My, my my minimums for stuff... Oh, yeah, Rule of Rose. Let's say I hate Rule of Rose. You have to give me $500 to play it. And a copy of the game. So $1,000. <laughs> any game of the Borderlands variety. Mm. How much would they have to and pay to play it? I would say around 500 to 1000 You could pay me 100 or $200 to play Borderlands 1, because I find that game ungodly boring. No, I can't. I, I, I just can't. I just... I find it offensive and just just mediocre at best. Mm -hmm. Chum? Oh, this is... This is difficult, especially because I used to say Glover, then I played it, and I was like, actually, like, I didn't despise that as much as I thought I would go. it. are we going to get, it? like... You have two copies of that game. Why do you hate it? Yes, I don't hate it. No, he has four. I know a lot... It's graduated from hate. I now I now like Glover. It's not. Will you make like, a Deltarune style episode of, of uh, your YouTube show for Glover? Glover, I might. If there's a lull, I'll definitely do that. <laughs> can you make a fan mod of Glover, and then you can be the Toby Fox of the Glover? I'll just. This game was Glover inspired. It's called uh, just Mary Sue myself into Glover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, boy. There's plenty of games that I've been underwhelmed by, but hate is a strong word. Um, okay, you can just tell Timbers in the Midwest. <laughs> Does Superman 64 count? I feel like that's like just too easy of one to pick. It's like, too I easy. A, I hate that game. But like, like, I hate didn't... an objectively terrible game. Yeah. yeah it's um, like... Abduction. Abduction? I remember now. 
I remember I did a pretty scathing review on it uh, a few years ago because I was looking for like oh yes um, so Abduction is one of them it was basically made by the team that made the Mist games and I was looking for something just like that and uh, it didn't quite deliver on being exactly like that it had some rush development in it so certain plot elements were just kind of dumped and it felt very unceremonious um there's also this game that i played like another indie game called whispering willows that had a similar thing going like basically any game that makes it into my like hated list i hate because i can tell the part where the developers like just got bored of what they were doing or ran out of time and started just cutting corners um, and when it becomes blindingly obvious, I'm just like, why am I even still playing this? Why am I trying to see the end of this when even the developers like didn't think through the ending? Um, in either case, I think like $100 would be my cap on either of those. They're not terrible experiences, but they make me mad. Alright, and then our last question is what do you want for Christmas? Which bit early, but um You already asked it. Did I? <laughs> you already asked me for it. Wait. What the co- uh, the common rider decayed vo- uh, uh, yeah, oh, complete yeah. selection modification vo- I want the whole thing. <laughs> Wait, what is it white or whole... is it white or pink? It's it's white. So it's faded. It's faded because it has that damage i'm using quotes here <laughs> damage look you know even the the three buttons are like a little bit faded compared to the dx versions huh i want it either way i just want it yeah i, freak, I want it too it's like it's six hundred dollars if i had I'm, this if i had the six hundred dollars i'd buy it just because i want the booker and the new k-touch and stuff even though the k-touch doesn't do enough so but, you get the K touch. You get the K touch. You just get the K touch bundle. That's how, how, how many cards did I say? Like it's hundred twenty five fucking cards. New cards. It includes not only the regular common uh, the the ra- main rider common rides. It's the secondary riders too, mm. and the blank versions for all the main riders. Kind of like how in in the series, yeah. And the 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 cards that he used in the Shinkanger team up. Oh, the Recodizanto. Yeah, the Recodizanto and Dizanto. the, the Big <laughs> So every, everything from that one, and apparently he has a line for it. And if you use the Hibiki Final Attack ride, he does the Hibiki drum line. Which God, it's amazing. all the things I wish the Premium Bandai versions of the Neo Driver did. I just wanted the Neo Decay driver to like read the zero one card. Yeah, it don't see. They don't, and I think that's why they were waiting for this one. Like I, I told myself, I really wanted the Neo Decay driver, but I was like, I know eventually Bandai is going to do this. They mm-hmm. are going to make a version two, and they did. And I'm just like, oh my god, and I know. How greedy they are. The sword looks... The, the K-Buck looks fantastic. Mm. Because it comes immediately as the... As the... The, the, the gun mode. And it, it can extend out to the sword. And it looks amazing. 
I don't really want anything fancy. I will just probably get the good life. (laughs) And of course, a graphics card. RTX 30 series, please. (laughs) DM for deets on the address. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just now seeing the picture of how the sword actually gets really big. Full payment, 130 yeah. bucks. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, hold on. Let me try it. Let me try find it. Hold on. Uh, Wasn't there some Bionicle game coming out? There is. I don't know when it's coming out, though. Mm. Those are all the questions we had before we just sit here and like it. <laughs> Just decom- decompose into that. We just need to have a writer episode, we sh- or we just need to do a separate writer podcast at some point. Yeah, Toku Toku Talk. <laughs> toku Talk and more. Toku Talk and more. But yeah, that's to talk it. about power wings. Timber, is your, is your job here? Of course. My job for which I am paid an hourly wage. You don't... I, 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 I paid to keep the lights on here. <laughs> <laughs> you can, say, you can uh, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, this has been the Potosaurus. I am, of course, Timber Taft. Um, if you liked what you heard and heard here, <laughs> you can follow me on <laughs> twitch.tv slash Timber where I stream on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time temporarily on hiatus because of the youtube.com slash timber which i'm currently working on a new video for but please check out the videos there the most recent one is about outer wilds before that majora's mask and there's an assortment of just game stuff over there um what about you kyo where can people find you you can find me monday through friday at 7 a.m central standard time at twitch.tv slash hunter where i play a bunch of retro jank and garbage and stuff like that you can find me on twitter at space hey uh, Instagram, TikTok, because I just got an email that said I have eight followers on TikTok, so that's gotten somewhere. Uh, all those at Cody Hunter. Um, I put mostly screenshot or mostly pictures of um, games I have, or um, makeup that Fatal Frame Framing sent me in the mail because she sent me new eyeliner and matte nail polish top coat. So um, that's mostly what I post is bullshit, and you should follow it and also join Space Hey and add me on space hey and also i just want to give a shout out to all my members of team retrosaurus who participated in the charity event over the weekend for f cancer we raised three thousand one hundred and thirty five dollars after our our initial goal of five hundred dollars and i want a big a big thank you to them um you can find all the team members if you go to my page there is a little icon that says team retrosaurus click on it we'll show you everyone in the team and you should definitely check them all out because they're lovely people Except for Timber. He forgot he was in the Great work, everybody. What about you, Ken? Are you on Space Hay? (laughs) Yes, I am on Space (laughs) Hay. But you spoiled that there, but Uh. yeah. Yes, you can find me on my Japanese music-based podcast called Ongaku to You. You can find it on all podcast streaming services and on all social media websites like Twitter and Instagram. And I guess I'll make a space save for that as well. (laughs) (laughs) But you can also follow me 
uh, or follow the website where I talk about the Japanese music industry and a bunch of other news breaking stuff such as album releases and music video releases at ongakudu.com and go take a peek over there and see <laughs> if my acting chops are not acting my writing chops are fairly decent <laughs> as a person that you know failed English like one year <laughs> I can tell <laughs> I can't speak. I I I I didn't speak. I didn't pass speech apparently as well. <laughs> we did not. But yeah, you you can also follow me on Twitter at otyken1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Ina Iba, Roboco, Hey Robo, and wank, wacky antics my my daughter does. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I heard Wang. Well, guys, what do you I, think? I, I did too. Wangy tactics. That's what I heard. Wangy tactics. <laughs> End it. <laughs> All right, this is it. It's over. Thank you for watching, listening to the Bonasaurus. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Goodbye. Can, can never end Ken, this what would I tell you if I told you I had, didn't hit record? I'd go crazy.